All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to... Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. And, uh, man, I'm, we had a big party here, Carl. Yeah, I was hearing it. And uh, Paul texted me about it as if I like lived in San Francisco. He was like, come on down to the station. I'm like, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, we are live here from San Francisco, uh, broadcast streaming live, and then dropping as a podcast, courtesy of MutinyRadio.fm. Mut- Why not Mutiny make a donation? Uh, and I'm here with Carl, who wrote the theme song for MuniRadio.fm, as well as the theme song for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie, My Partner in Crime. We did a public access television comedy show in New Jersey <laughs> 25 years ago. So we now do podcasting. How about that? Yeah. Before the internet, we were on public access. That's right. Uh, we were the only show in town. It was great. We were literally the only show in town. So a lot of New Jersey <laughs> people really appreciate our, our show for that. Carl, great to have you here. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here on my mother's 80th birthday. Happy birthday, Carl's mom, 80 years old. Uh, we're really excited about that. We stream the show live on muniradio.fm. Then we drop as a podcast with the name L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And that's what you need to search. I'll be cleaning up our internet, putting everything up to date in time for next week's show, which we'll talk about at the end. Uh, it's going to be our fourth annual Christmas show, Carl. Nice. So, yes, and I will talk about that later. Can we not talk about Christmas? Uh, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to go to YouTube, watch the movie with us, sync it up so that we are ta- uh, you're listening to the podcast and watching the movie at the same time. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we're watching The Golden Gate Mo- Murders, 1979. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine, The Golden Gate Murders. Okay. You don't need to put in 1979. It says complete movie in parentheses. And I suggest Tudorhead. T-U-D-O-R-H-E-A-D. One word, Tudorhead. Tudorhead is the uh, channel that is hosting this movie for today's show. There, I see it there. So go ahead and, uh, as Carl said, click the link. And then hit pause while it buffers. And we are going to play this the same time, all together. Uh... Last, uh, we usually have the host of The Edge of Insanity, the live show that uh, streams before us, uh, happens before us, but he had a big comedy show, and uh, as you can noisily hear, they're outside. So, Carl, maybe occupied. we should not have him do it, or? Sure, we don't have to have him do it. We can have the, uh, the robot, Paul Brumbaugh. Oh, man, can you imagine if I had that already queued up? I'll tell you what, how you <laughs> that been? That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. good. Well, yeah. maybe, How about that I sports think that team? Paul, Paul's never heard, I think, his own radio. Uh, uh, Mike, get, can you get you uh, know, Doppelganger? Paul can you get Paul? Thank you. 
There we go. I just uh, we're gonna do this live. We have them right outside. Well, I mean, I could just quickly go on you. Okay, okay. Let's. Yeah. He's very distracted, but okay. No, 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 no. We we got to get the real deal in here. <laughs> once we, again, we're not going to waste again, our call source. Members, the Golden Gate Murders. Yes. Uh, that's what you search for in YouTube and Tudor Head. T u d o r h e a d is our. You know, you know what I look for in a movie title, Carl? A complete um, sentence. Go- a noun the and a Golden verb. Gate. The Golden Gate Murders. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Period. That's what's happening. Yeah. By the way, do not go through that Golden Gate. Oof, oh, you'll get murdered. It is murder. Do you know why they call it the Golden Gate? Uh, yes. Yes? Why? Well, I was going to ask you. Oh, well, the answer is, hey, here's Paul Brumbaugh. I was going to count down our movie. I guess you'll never find out. Uh, Come on, Paul. We need you to count down the movie. I know. The movie's on another tab there. You see how uh, I have it on the Luggage Tuesday tab? Yes, I do, on the Luggage Tuesdays. That's right. Then go click the tab before that, the one that says the Golden Gate Murders. All right, there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited to have none other than the Countdown King himself, the master of the, the numbers that go backwards. Will you please give it up for Mr. Paul Brumba? Let's get ready to Brumba! That's right. It's, it's the abacus of the mission. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Brumba, here we are. Ready to do that drill. You guys know it. Put your little finger over that triangle, and let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Let's see what we got here. That is the Golden Gate Bridge. Golden Gate The Golden Gate Bridge. Period. Full sentence. Sorry, David Jansen. Who's David Jansen, Paul? David Jansen. Wow. I know the name. Who's in Savannah? Who's in New York? I don't know. Who's Paul Koof? I don't know any of those. Tim O'Connor, I remember. We must have watched television in the 70s. That's all they are is bit players. Alan Fudge. Thank Alan Fudge. These are Father. all like Father Thomas. Two-bit players. Oh man, don't you hate the pre-style? <laughs> oh yeah, what is that? Is that supposed to be Leslie Nielsen light? No, no, it's a pre-sandwich. Yeah. It's a pre-sandwich. And he would go on to be in the Transformers movies. The live-action ones? Yeah, he was in Transformers the movie 1986 and 1984. Shia. The Transformers. As General Sirius Tun, I don't appreciate your robots mangling around the United States. Was that him? And he, yes, and he was also in Kung Fu 1972. Oh god. Oh, so what good. happened just now is is our lead character the nun was like Wake up, Father. It's the Golden Gate Bridge you wanted to see. But that's so weird. What airport are they landing on? That they could, well, I guess you can see the bridge from us. SFO is not... I guess it's close to the Welcome bridge. Welcome to San Francisco, Father Thomas. I'm Father O'Brien. This is Father Connolly. Father. We're very proud to have been chosen to greet you. This is San... Oh, this is international... This is SFO. Mm-hmm. Or some other airport that's pretending to be SFO. They really did film in SFO. They filmed in San Francisco. But as you already know, they weren't allowed to film on the bridge itself, so they used sex for that. So that bridge we saw in the opening shot is not the real Golden Gate Bridge. No, that's just, no, that's the real bridge. But when they're walking around on the bridge, it's a Universal Studios set. That makes more sense. Oh, here's my favorite part of the movie. I've only there seen this part. Is. 
they're on the, the car ride, and the priest is going to give right. all the information about the bridge you ever need. Here we go. And why are they overexcited? Like, it's so beautiful. Like, it's the greatest thing ever. It's pretty. Beforehand, you had to take an Uber seal to get across the bay. Now, his brother was one of the construction people who worked on the bridge, and he died during it. Wait, what happened? His brother, 40 years ago, was one of the people who worked on constructing the bridge. Oh. And he died during that construction. Yeah. You know, and his brother's last words was, I thought you meant my left. <laughs> what was his last words? <laughs> his last words it was, goodbye, cruel world. I'm the first person to say this off this bridge. I'm the first one to well, die no, off this bridge. No, it's real important. No, it's important to this plot. He did not commit suicide, his brother. Oh, it wasn't suicide. It was not. It was, oops. Just like you said, I thought you said your left. Oh, was his brother murdered as well? No, his brother was constructing the bridge right. and had an unfortunate mishap. Now, the priest freaks out and goes, stop the car, stop the car. And everyone's like, Father, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm going to walk to you on the other side. And, and the, the, this nun here, she's also the nurse, oh. uh, his personal nurse. And um, so that man can be so so he's going to walk around. Now, he said earlier, like, the guy says, it's really sad your brother died here. He goes, well, it was sad 40 years ago, but now it's just interesting. So here is our priest walking around Universal Studios set. So he's here on the bridge because he's commemorating the death of his brother who built this bridge. Right, and he's admiring the bridge. He's sort of leisurely walking across it like he loves it. You know, like the Golden Gate Bridge, this plot's like a span. <laughs> this is a stretch, <laughs> you know? It's a stretch, I should say. Ba-boom. Do you think, uh, do you think, like, the guy who wrote this was a comic and somebody was, like, telling him to go long and he goes, that's it, I'll make a movie about a bridge? <laughs> I, I, Cause it's was, possible. Because he was doing this. Go long, time. go long. Span the time. Ugh. So this was a CBS movie of the week, but it did get released theatrically. Which I think is amazing. And they changed the um, name to Spectre on the bridge. Now look, he's kissing the, the cross and he yeah. throws it off. I'm going to play some in the background, Carl. I know you can't hear it. I was playing the little Look who's coming. Together. Look who's coming. It's a, it's a, the troll bridge guy. It's a and, troll. And, that's right. Who's that tra trapping across my bridge? And now the, the nun is like something's wrong something's wrong her name is uh sister benica and she's really suzanne susanna york susanna york now i know susanna york because of wow the specter threw him off oh no wow and now um sister about... benica is just like father father talk about bridge work when i thought it was getting bridge work done you see how they took advantage of the fact that it was a set and they made it look all foggy and eerie? Well, no way. Name me one bridge where you can stop the car and go walk around. None. None. Yeah. You can't well, do that on George Washington Bridge. No way. The way San Francisco, I mean, the way the, the Golden Gate Bridge works is there's a big-ass parking lot in San Francisco and a big-ass parking lot with... Uh, 
uh, in the Marin, I guess, where you can park your car, uh, but then you have to walk. You have to get on the start same of the span. With, uh, yeah, same with George Washington Bridge. Uh, in Fort Lee, there's a park. You can park there and walk across the bridge, and I've done it. Uh, it's, it's fun, uh, but um, you can't just stop your car and get out. No, you can't. And uh, so that was a little odd. Especially like they're oh, like, oh, he's doing it again. And also, you know, don't you want to go to the hotel before like you land an SFO? You go to your hotel and fucking. Well, his brother South died San Francisco. there and he loves the bridge. I guess that's his excuse. He couldn't wait to get to the bridge. He couldn't like go to the hotel and check in. Maybe no. sleep. That's right. He could not. He uh, and that'll be part of the plot too. Like uh, what's going? You know, clearly he committed suicide. So this yeah. is Detective Sergeant Paul Silver. It's David Johansson, and he's uh, going home, and he's found out. No, you've been assigned to the priest. To no, the I re- I've seen his face a hundred million times, but I cannot place it. He looks like Starchy Eight Huts or something. I I just don't know who he is. Uh, okay, so there he he was a he was Richard Diamond, private detective. It was before our time. Uh, he was. Um, Richard Kimball in the television series The Fugitive. Oh, he was um, The Fugitive. That's right. Yeah, maybe that's why you know him. Well, I, I know he's guilty. <laughs> he blamed it on this poor guy. For yeah, six with the seasons. Um, prosthetic. Yeah. That was clever. Just just kill your wife in a minute if you really want to go through. You, know, you don't have to spend six seasons pretending, oh, I'm on the limb. I love the Fugitive movie because it ended after 100 minutes. Hang on a sec, Carl. Yes. Oh, you are here. Hi. Hi. Just, uh... I got, okay, I got, so yeah. David, jo- David Jansen is who this is, Detective Sergeant Paul Silver. He doesn't like that he's been assigned to this case because he was heading home. I did my eight hours. And uh, now he's walking into these, like, what he considers religious fanatics, and he's got to ask him a couple questions. Ah, uh, enough and, of this nonsense. Um, <laughs> right. I'm going to have none of this. <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> I'm Sister Benica. Sorry about those jokes, ladies. It's an old no. habit. Nasty habit. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this uh, elderly father, Thomas, here, was a big deal, and he was flown in. He's from South Africa, and he was flown in to talk to the United Nations. And he's a very, I don't know, uh, activist kind of priest. And that's why there's such a hubbub about him here that all these people have congregated. And uh, we're going to hear tough cock talk as he's like, kicks them all out so he can speak with Sister Benica alone. Now, Susanna York, you might recognize her face. I did, even though she was much older, in Superman, which you were talking about before, like, why'd you make it only for enough room for one person, right? right. She was the mother in Superman. Oh, very cool. Well, we talked about this before. I can't think of the most irresponsible parents than Superman's uh, parents. Right. Selfish, right? The whole planet is being destroyed, and they're like, we're going to build a uh, ship for one. It's good. We want to make sure our uh, civilization survives, so we picked our own child to survive it. And again, I don't know and if you remember. And we built him a, a 
a fortress of solitude and gave him all sorts of pre-recorded tapes, remember? Yeah. Well, the worst part is when Superman was building the Fortress of Solitude, he used a lot of hired hand and labor, and he wouldn't let them sleep in the fortress. They had to go to hotel lodging nearby, which was like forever from there. In the North Pole, right? Yeah, I mean, where are you going to fight a, a Best Western? You can't. No, no. There's, uh, yeah, like they had uh, Igloo and Breakfast. Like, Superman, can't we sleep in, like, sub-basement too? We just built it. We know there's plenty of room. Get out. It's my fortress of solitude. It's not a fortress of lassitude. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fortress of congestion. Uh, okay, so now it's like he asked questions like, um, was, was he depressed? And she gets all offended. Like, how dare you? He doesn't even know the father. He's just innocently asking questions. And I resent your insinuation that he would... I resent the implication. You should be out there looking for him rather than these stupid questions. Well, I'm sorry you think my questions are stupid, sister. sister. If you're reaching <laughs> for your ruler, I would think twice. <laughs> <laughs> these knuckles don't get wrapped. I'm going to send you back to Antarctica, you flight of... <laughs> What was the Penguin movie that uh, Morgan Freeman hosted, narrated? It was like, remember that was uh, a big deal. Ha- Happy Feet kind of thing? Or? It was called Happy I Feet. No, it was... Because uh, Robin Williams was in one, but then, there, yeah, you're right. There was a documentary oh, that. at the same time. March of the Penguins. That's, uh, that's what this movie was called when they released it theatrically in 1979. They really released this movie in 1979 theatrically? No, it was released theatrically afterwards. It happened in England, of all places. Wow. And it got a PG rating uncut. February 8, 1989, that was. Why? Why? Did you say 1989? Well, that's when... This thing was shot in 79, filming started in January, released as a movie of the week, October nice. 79. Uh, and David Jansen would go on to die two months later. And Is this his last released. role? Yeah. He was in a fi- He was filming... Let's see, where is it? Uh, he was filming a film. It's not in front of me right now, but he was doing a TV movie when he had a heart attack in Malibu. This guy would smoke four packs of cigarettes a day. How can you do that? How can you do that? He would well, smoke four packs of cigarettes a day and was a heavy alcoholic. Well, we would we would have to detach it from David Jensen, but I think it just as a general challenge, you would have to wake up in the morning, right? Put your, mm-hmm. oh, Jesus Christ, I need a smoke. So you right. have a smoke, maybe a hair of the dog that bit you, if that's the angle we were talking about. And then right. you go into the bathroom, right? And then you have a cigarette dangling from your mouth while you shave. Anyway, shit that's what shit. I mean. It would have had to have been constant to do four packs, but that's what this the internet claims about him. If you smoke, if you did a shit shower and shave, you would have to smoke. You could have a smoke each time. That's three right there. Like when you shit, shit shower and shave. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, we towel um, off after the cigarette. So you're, there, you got like six cigarettes already. So he's no longer missing. He is dead, and Sister Benica just identified the body. I don't trust it. Something sounds fishy. Yeah, the well, priest who fell into the water. Think so, 
it's clearly a suicide, but, but this priest is a kind of big deal. So the captain here, um, whose face you probably recognize from TV roles, uh, he's assigning him during the day to work on this. And he goes, I just got used to working nights. Took me eight years to get used to working nights. I'm not used to the sun. He goes, requisition a pair of sunglasses because you're assigned. Yeah. Now, yeah, check the... this out. That guy, his name's Captain Dan Brad- yeah. Bradley. He was Tim O'Connor, and he always played, like, military men and police officers, that kind of character actor. But he lived, like, in a neighboring town to me, the middle of a place called Glenwild Lake in Bloomingdale, a place where I owned a home. Um Oh, you probably know him as in Buck Rogers. He was Dr. Elias Huer. He had recurring roles on Barnaby, Jones, and Dynasty and stuff. Uh, But Glenwild Lake is this place really close to me. He lived on the island in the middle of it. In the middle? In the middle of a lake, yeah. He lived on an island. Nice. Wow. Okay, you see the nun behind her? Yeah. That's Zira. Zira from Planet of the Apes. Oh, very cool. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize she was a nun under all that makeup. That's right, because she was hiding it under makeup. Yeah, right, so you couldn't see the habit. Sister Superior, Kim Hunter. Kim Hunter, uh, right, won, of course. That's where that name comes. in the comes. eyes when you look at a picture of them side by side. Well, yeah, so it's, Kim Hunter's uh, really cute, and uh, when you, she's in the ape makeup, she looks all right, too. <laughs> okay, so it says well, Mike never Spiegelman. mind Planet of the Apes. She won Academy Award and Globe and Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress in in Streetcar Named Desire. She was Stella. She was Stella? Yeah, and here she is in this stupid movie. She's Stella and Zira, and now she's Mother Superior. And it's, Well, that's cool. Now, the movies like this need some kind of gravitas, so if they can get an actor or actress who has played like in, in some theatrical roles. It just helps mm-hmm. this movie that the Mother Superior is a good actor, actress, or, or what have you. So, There's a few people like that here. Look, and it was only a couple of days shooting from the sounds of it. If they started this in January and it was on the air in October, I mean... Yeah, that's right. And they had to build the sets and everything. Uh, and they had to make them specially because cars had to drive through there and, you know, the exhaust and everything. Right. Wow, this is uh, now. This is when it comes to the TV movie of the week. I should I should play some of the audio. So I wish I watched the whole movie just so I know what's going on. If I hear no objections, may I go home and go to bed? Yeah, I can get the sense of it. Give me that paper file right now. All right, yeah. Russell, it in indifference. Well, the guy in the background here is, of course, the bumbling idiot who is just trying to go for a promotion, and so he, you know, we we hate him, and. Uh, you know, he's going to get punched. Ooh, San Francisco Ferry of... Yeah. So. Okay, so they found Father um, uh, Father Dead Guy, and they're putting him on the plane. Right. But, you know, he committed suicide. But Susanna York is like, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Oh, she's going to say. This stay. guy, you know his face. Uh, yeah, he scares me every night as the Grim Reaper in my dreams. Uh, listen to his voice. You'll know his voice. All right, I'm too. putting on audio now. Must be left to rest. 
But your grace... People need to let this whole unfortunate incident pass. Their minds... Haven't you heard, seen him before? To go forward. Uh, maybe muttering to himself walking outside? I don't know. All right. Well, he wasn't big enough in this movie. This is his only scene. So I couldn't find out exactly who he was. I mean, clearly that's Zira to his left, you know. Yeah. But um, I think he might have also been in Planet of the Apes, the one in which there's underground people. Oh, beneath. (laughs) Beneath the Planet of the Apes, right. Right, the weird one. So you write about Kim Hunter, like she does have these these cheekbones that are look that resemble the makeup. Grape juice plus. <laughs> Grape juice plus. Oh, uh, that was in the one in which um, uh, Mont Mont you know Fantasy Island guy was in. Uh, that was the one in which uh, the the Ricardo son. Mont- Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? So she she was, uh, wine was described as grape juice plus. Oh. Zira had never drank before. Oh, okay. Oh, right on. That's right. He was in that. God. He was. Yeah, he was the circus. He starts off, he explains in the third Planet of the Apes what has happened so far. You'll see in the. I guess it's Caesar. In the past, in 1980, all pets died in America, which made all pet owners sad. So, using a space (laughs) monkey from the future, they decided to domesticate a new animal. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Chimperoonie. They made a mistake. They should have domesticated bonobos, but there was trouble. So now, she's taking a vow of silence, and okay. she is doing a good acting job right now of, like, expressing how bad she feels. Now, Sister Benica is like, I'm not going home. And they're like, what? She goes, it wasn't a suicide. And they're like, what? And she goes, I'm not going home. And they're like, what? So <laughs> they said to her, okay, if you don't come back with us, then we're going to reevaluate your position in South Africa, you know? So if you come back, you might have to like sort of start over, you know, don't be a fool. She's like, well, I'm a fool because I am. Now look, that's the killer watching her being interviewed on TV. Okay. Here is the father in little house on the prairie. Oh, which God, I haven't watched it. Oh yeah. Hey, audio. audio What other reason do you need? The average jumper goes to that bridge to kill himself. Oh, he boy. has glasses. He takes the glasses off, puts them on the ledge, and flies off into oblivion. Reaching. So I got to say one thing that that I, I put this movie in a bad movie category is that it is in bad taste. That uh, mm-hmm. suicide by bridge is serious, and uh, I you know it's they're kind of exploiting this whole phenomenon that people use the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, to commit suicide. No, but people have always committed suicide. It doesn't have to do with the Golden Gate Bridge. It's the most prominent, highest thing around it, that, that area. That bridge has a it has a notoriety for it. And uh, I know mm-hmm. there was a documentary, one that I really did not like from about 10 years ago, called The Bridge, where a guy uh-huh. put a camera on the bridge of Golden Gate, and he sh- uh, purportedly had uh, recorded Waiting. suicides. That's terrible. And he put it in the film. Okay, but, it, but they I don't talk, think that's very good. 
they talked, you know, they talked to the family members and this and that. It's all tastefully done, and but the footage is in there. So, so I, what's I, happening right now yeah. is Father Thomas just sort of didn't fit the M.O. of a guy who wanted to kill himself. I mean, he was a big honkin' honkin' hot shot. And, um, you know, the, the brother did die there, but that was 40 years ago, and it was only interesting nowadays. And uh, he also, like, jumped with his glasses on. Apparently that almost never happens. People almost always take their glasses off. They're just It didn't fit the M.O. So he's He's disputing the coroner kind of guy. And there's another uh, female cor- coroner uh, who he'll really have a fight with. Now, Sister Benica just won't go away. She just sits around the police station. I know. She's like a moral trope. Not trope. Um, she's like a Barnaby uh, the Scrivener. I prefer not to. I'm going to mm-hmm. haunt you with my morality. Right? Like she's the moral beacon. Like, you're not just going to, you know, like, justice hasn't been done here. Right. You haven't gotten to the bottom of it. There's a silent nun in in our coffee room. So, basically, uh, the commissioner came in. He goes, what the hell is that? And it's the nun, you know, it's the nun. Yell at him, what's she doing here? And, you know, so basically now he's going to be assigned to... uh, Talk some sense into her and get her to accept that it's a suicide and leave already. Huh. That's the movie, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Let's watch yeah, if she goes home, it's YouTube. the movie. Yeah, we did it. We made it through another movie. Oh, now no, when, they're not going to let this case go. When David Johansson died at his funeral, he had pallbearers like everyone does. Yeah. And the pallbearers were Milton Berle. Johnny Carson, Rod Stewart, and Gregory Peck. There was also uh, other people I don't know. Tommy Gallagher, Richard Harrison, Stan Herman. But Rod Stewart, what's he doing there? I know, it's really strange. It's a mixed company. Well, he probably, they're all friends of Jansen. I mean, he seems like an Mm -hmm. okay guy. Also, I heard that the one leg guy was there, too. One-armed guy from The Fugitive. (laughs) Oh, yeah, so he's yeah. going back. He was carrying the Paul. He was holding it backwards, walking backwards. He was like, ha, 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 There's no ha. room on the other side. I get the last laugh. Um, he was on, he's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's the 7700 block of Let's go, Hollywood let's find Boulevard. out. And people walk by there every day going, who's David Jensen? He must have right. worked at TV. Fugitive. Okay, so he was two years uh, in the United States Army, and during his Army days, he became friends with fellow enlistees Martin Milner and Clint Eastwood. Nice. It was Fort Fort Ord in California. Now, see, the Fugitive to me is like a great example of a good TV show. Like, even though it's one note, you could watch any episode at any time and just get a gist of what's going on. That's true, yeah. I mean, he's on the lam every single, single episode. Yeah. The Hulk took a page from that, too. It was like, every week, the Hulk or, like, Michael Knight drives it to this town on this week's episode. But, I mean, TV's like that. Every episode, you know, like, uh, everybody loves Raymond. You know about the mom and Courtship of Eddie's father. He's banging another one. 
Yeah, but it's this idea of like a serial. Like, there has to be an ending to the fugitive. They either he catches the guy or he, he gets caught. So, you right, know that right. this the series itself would end, just as much as Lost or any of these new streaming shows. They all are kind of have like a serial. It's like an extended movie. Yes, it is. But I think that uh, there's always the final episode of MASH, the final episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, and they miss it every time. They miss their mark. What they're supposed to do is have the character get sum up his fatal flaw and like a movie would and change, and that, yes. that's why the series ends. They well, never do that. But a lot of times these show end by having him not change, saying, "Yeah, he's same yep. as it ever was." That's you know, right. And they fade That's off. A big mistake. Like uh, Cheers is a good example. It could have happened, but it didn't. You know. Right. But now, and also, oh. you could just reboot it twenty-five years from now. You don't have to end it. You could, you know, just say, "Same as it was," and then, "Hey, it's Will and Grace." Hey, it's uh, Roseanne. Roseanne. So now he's like, sister, he jumped. But David Jansen is also kind of like, but did he, you know? So now mean dummy cop is going to come in, make a joke. He's going to give him a pile of, this is everybody who's ever jumped off the bridge. <laughs> and then David Jansen's going to punch him in the gut for being a jerk to the nun. Good. That's the way you, <laughs> you have to defend the nun's honor. Yeah. TV justice. Now, so outside his window is San Francisco. Yeah, and oh. it literally is. Yeah, I like how, like, I have to tell you, not every city looks like San Francisco, uh, like New York City. Not every city is like a thriving metropolis, right? But a lot of times, right. like, they'll have movies where it takes place in, you know, Boston or it takes place in San Francisco, and it's shot like it's New York City. You got neon reflections off the puddles, you got the taxi cab driving around every block. That's True, yeah. You got like hundreds of people walking on blocks that no one really walks on. You know. See a smile. Here they are, sister. File after file. Dead people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they have to stay all night reading those files. They're late for a joke where they walk into a bar. This cop and a nun walks into a bar. (laughs) Okay, watch. He's going to. Chew him out. Poke his chest and goes, gah, 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 gah. He punches he goes, him. Ah! <laughs> oh, I really hate working with that guy. You give him work and he punches you in the stomach and he doesn't get retromanded. And now the nun is going to be like, How's your hand? He's like, Better than ever. Still Perfect. Got some hippie on it. Got to wipe the hippie off. Well, that guy was no hippie, man. That guy was street cop. San Francisco's late 70s. Yeah, streets of San Francisco, don't you forget it. When I was a kid, uh, I grew up in Jersey, and New York was the big city, and we went to the city. So I mistakenly thought, I was just a little kid, that every big city was like New York City, you know, Cincinnati, Dallas, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I was shocked, you know, because then we would go to Philly. And you know how Philly feels like a mini New York, right? Okay, yeah. So, you don't know what I mean? Like it's no, got I, I've been to Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. And and so that's what I mistakenly thought. So we would go off somewhere like, we're going to Des Moines. There's Dubuque. I'd be like, what the heck? This is a, like suburbia. 
What are you talking about? Well, you know, a lot of cities do it. They're designed ways where there's houses and there's there's driveways or the mm-hmm. grids are a little bit more suburban feeling than what you expect. Like, oh, New York City is all this grid system and like, you know, skyscraper after skyscraper. And it's not necessarily the case for a lot of cities. Absolutely not. Okay, so what's happened is the nun, he was sending her to talk the nun into it's a suicide. But what basically happened is both of them agree it wasn't a suicide. So he goes, okay, we'll start tomorrow. And she's there like 7 a.m. He's cop time. Yeah. All right, come on in. You didn't, anyone, did uh, anyone follow you? Uh, maybe someone with a prosthetic arm. <laughs> He's was, in his um, underwear and he got the door. Yeah, and it was a nun. So you know that that tent pole went down. Or maybe that tent pole went up. I don't know. <laughs> they will develop an attraction to each other. You know, this quality is so bad. It, it looks black and white, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. And also that lamp is in the, most of the shot. When uh, they get out on the... It, this is in color, believe it or not. You can see it in the flesh of his uh, uh, face. The redness you, of his face. Look on the TV there. You can kind of see a blue. How many But when they get on the streets of San Francisco and it's bright outside, yeah. you'll see the colors finally. Oh, so we're going to have some exteriors of San Francisco from 1979? That's right. Ooh, I look forward to that. Yeah. Golden Gate Murders. San Francisco. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's that ugly building that got torn down. Look at that yellow car. No, this is, uh, looks like California uh, going up to Knob Hill from downtown. There we go. Oh, obviously that's the wrong block. I mean, there's no way you could drive from that block to this block. (laughs) Not to be a stickler to Killjoy. Like yeah, like I was doing every time we ever see a New York City film, I'm like, oh, what they're up, they're on 59th Street now. So this exterior is the real bridge. It's just when they get to yeah. the bridge, like this, like this. Again, this bridge is not like you're gonna hop off your car and like walk around the bridge. You have to park it in the parking lot and get a fucking ticket, not a ticket, but and there's walking rules because there's bicyclists and you don't want to be walking on the bike lane. Mm-hmm. Because they're assholes. So now they're talking it through. What could have happened? How could it have come? I'm going to put the audio up. Over there. Told his companions, hold it. There he goes. Something I must do by myself. But he didn't. He came out here on the bridge, started to walk. Dark, fog. He took a leak off the bridge. (laughs) It was a long leak because he had two coffees on the plane. Which, by the way, can kill you, the portable water and the coffee. But I digress. He shook off two times. The fairy beneath confirmed that. <laughs> yeah, right. He shook off two times. The if, fairy it was, if it was third sister, he was masturbating. Pardon the language. But I digress. I dig- yet I digress. <laughs> This is Susanna York's U.S. TV debut. She's a British actress, and she was in They Shoot Horses, Don't They? You know that right. big, famous film. I saw that film. Yeah? Big deal. Big deal. It was terrible. Well, do they or they, don't they shoot horses? It's a oh, they shoot horses, don't they? It's such a passive-aggressive. And that's not even a, that's a, that's a sentence fragment. You see what I'm saying? 
No, they don't shoot horses. That's a full sentence. All right, I like that movie title. It's a complete <laughs> sentence. They don't shoot horses. Comma, in 1971, she was in Kurt Vonnegut's Happy Birthday, Wanda Jane, which was a great book. It was like a TV movie of Wanda June, right? Where they, they had the birthday cake that's the, that someone died, the kid died in a car accident on her birthday, so they had a cake left over. It was something stupid, morbid like that. Yeah, well, I mean, Vonnegut was morbid, and he would do things out of time. Uh, Quentin Tarantino didn't make that up. Right. And uh, I don't know, when you're with Vonnegut and you're reading the book, he does things out of time, but still he's revealing little things to you as if, you know, he knows what's Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Oh, absolutely. out of order, he gives you... uh, Things in order of a story. It's very good. Okay, now he's going to simulate what if he was know, grabbed or hurt. We're what? She's on the edge. A fucking nut is on the edge of the bridge, and this guy mm-hmm. is gonna is right behind her, and not one fucking person. I don't care how foggy it is on the bridge, is like stopping them. Oh, this is how now, you look, do. She grabs like this, and she's like, "You're hurting me." And then it's You're like, "Where does me. it hurt? Right here." And he goes. The father had bruises right there. <gasps> so he could have strangled himself. He could have. Are they off the bridge yet? Are they back in the... Good, they're on the other side of the aisle. That scared me. Look, there's Marin. Boo, Marin. You suck, Marin. <laughs> Boo. Yay, bridge. Boo, Marin. It's a, it's a great county, Marin. Okay, now we're talking to, like, bridge foreman guy and asking all sorts of questions, but we're going to meet a very important character who doesn't seem very important to us right now. The guy who asked for a quarter under the bridge? So they're they're going up the bridge right now in the elevator, Uh and that's what the camera's kind of doing. Oh, yeah, it's at the fisheye lens. And we're going to meet Stacy. This is a set. This is all a set. I don't know. Is there really? Are there really elevators on the bridge inside the, the wood? Yeah, there mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I I looked at a. I was asking that same question, and so I got. I don't know what's the word schematic or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Now schematic. this is Stacy, and one time he saw the creeper, and so they're gonna ask all sorts of questions right. about well, what was the creeper oh, wearing? And, uh, five or six years. Besides, I mean, I don't even remember that well anymore. This is it. Can you tell us what you remember? He does, you remember? Which is a thing, okay? Right. I mean, we were painting under the roadway one morning, and I just saw this thing creeping along. Just a thing. A man? Yeah. No, my genitals. I don't know what it was. Tell him about the How rope. How can you not know it? You said it was man. wearing a rope. The same color as the bridge. I don't International remember. orange? You were wearing an international orange robe? The same color as the bridge? <laughs> That's the only thing I know about the bridge is that the color is called international orange. Uh-huh. And that's the distinctive... Uh, and there is a store, of course, called international orange, so someone already got beat you to it. It's the new black. It's the old black. It was back in the 40s when they came up. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I but I know. digress. But I, di- yeah, I, I, but I digress. <laughs> so now they're saying, you know who might know Willie Peterson? 
because this guy, Willie Peterson, used to hang out in the bridge and tell everybody, get off, it's my bridge. And he would, he would you know, if somebody littered, he'd freak out on them. Uh, he got kicked off the bridge. Ooh, look at that. I know that neighborhood, I think. I got to make sure that's San Francisco. Oh, there's an old theater with a theater sign with each letter going on the, the neon sign. Uh, so she's, he's saying now, like, if you want to come with me and investigate, like, we're going to go talk to Willie Peterson downtown, but you can't come because you're a nun. <laughs> she's like, bullshit, I'm, I'm coming. And he goes, yeah, but it's like a rough area and you yeah, won't, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not so good. And she, so they resolve that she'll get into regular people's clothes. He's trying to, he's like, listen, you know what's black and white and red all over? You, if you come with me. <laughs> Are they going to get people clothes? We're going to get You'll Goodwill. be in the newspaper. Yeah, right. Where can we go shopping? Target hasn't been built yet. Ah, oh, fuck. It's very Frisco uh, buildings here. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's all like stock footage. I mean, that could have been from the 1890s, right? I mean, they, they, I, I wouldn't say that footage of San Francisco behind them was old, but the earthquake was happening during that. <laughs> the, the great fire. one of 05. There, you could still see charred buildings from the... Have you ever seen a movie called like It Came From Beneath? It was about an, like a giant Maybe. octopus monster that... Uh, we oh, no. We tried to get it. We tried to find this film for for our show, but it was a uh, like an octopus monster destroys Golden Gate Bridge. It like kind of comes out of the water and, and tears the bridge down. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, so what he's done now is he's gone to this um, sort of rookie. The rookie's been assigned to him. Hippie. Um, and where's the rookie's name? Paul Kufos, Johnny Butler. Uh, and he's he's assigned to him, and he's going to go through all the files of the suicides ever. Oh, how depressing. Week. And he's going to take to the side the ones, like people who really didn't have a motive to kill themselves. They really didn't have cause to commit suicide. He's going to isolate those, and we're going to try to see if we have a pattern. And let me guess, he's going to commit suicide after two weeks on the job. It's the worst job ever. <laughs> Makes me want to kill myself. Now look, uh, uh, Little House on the Prairie father, yeah. like Nellie's father, he was in High Plains Drifter. Now I bet you, you never saw High Plains Drifter. Yeah, I never saw that. Was that a Clint Eastwood movie directed? West yeah. movie directed? Let yeah. me ask you this. Did you ever see any Clint Eastwood Western? Anyone? I saw Unforgiven. And I, I didn't like oh, it. Oh, Mike! <laughs> Mike, yeah. Unforgiven is the period on the end of the Clint Eastwood cowboy sentence. Yeah. You saw the last... You asked me if I saw a film, a Western he directed. And you did. And that was it. <laughs> did I see Jesse Helms? With the great senator Jesse Helms movie? I did not see that. Did I see <laughs> um, Ashton Driver or whatever, the Pale, Pale Rider? No. Yeah, there was Pale Rider... There was uh, Outlaw Jesse, Outlaw Josie Wales. Josie Wales. There was, there was uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. No, that was um, I've seen those. I've seen Sergio Leone movies. I'm talking about the westerns that he directed. Well, he was in them as, and then started to direct his own. Yeah, I have. I have seen the Good and the Bad and the Ugly, and the, the two films that preceded that trilogy, as it were. Right. Great. 
he didn't get paid anything for that those movies it's not like every time they show it on TCM he gets a dollar he got paid uh-huh. you know he just got a salary paid out yeah right. so you didn't like Unforgiven I think I didn't that was back in 92 when I saw that it was uh-huh. it was long ago it was after our, our uh, public access show that's how long ago it was sorry I was well, looking at I nudie think- magazines while you were taking a shit in back there <laughs> I took a big shit. Oh, we had the dance well, at the. Okay, so now she's in her regular clothes, and we just had our first like girlfriend boyfriend hint. You know, what's the really bad likes her in regular clothes. What bad neighborhood in San Francisco where a nun has to change her clothing to survive? Uh, he, she's about to see uh, like a um, a gay. Uh, cross-dresser kind of show. Oh, so they're all dressed as nuns. She could have been mistaken for one. They're in a really bad part neighborhood in San Francisco for nuns. Nun Hunter's View uh, Point. Nun Hunter's Point. There's a part of town called Hunter's Point. Maybe the premise is skewed, but he said that she really shouldn't go down there dressed as a nun. It would cause trouble. Oh, because they're a strip club. I guess. Ladies and gentlemen, you hate nuns as much as I do. What did you're here for a great strip show? Hello, I'm Mike Spiegelman. I'm going to open up with a couple of just get to the girls. All right, here you go. I hope you guys enjoyed Mike Spiegelman's act. And now I'm going to take my clothes off. Well, she's not going to take her clothes off. She's just in drag and she sings The Way We Were by Barbara Streisand. Wow, they were able to afford that for television. This you okay, can hear. Now this is Willie. All right, Willie. And he he wants to know. Did you ever hear anything about this creeper, this uh, guy who would kill people on the bridge? Wow, he's so, pissed off. Yeah, well, he says, "I hear that you got kicked off the bridge." And he goes, "Nobody tells Willie Peterson where to go." That kind of thing. I don't. And they find, I they hate find out about one guy who jumped off the bridge and lived. And he goes, if you call that living, because he's in the crazy house because of it now. Wow. There and have that, been that's stories where they're going to go next. There have been stories of people who jumped and survived. So for some reason, the drag queen targets the nun, even though she's not in nun's clothing. I don't know why. Look at this! This guy's pissed. Trying to scrape food off of plates in peace. Nobody tells Willie Peterson where to go. Willie, do you like this TV show Chips? Don't bring up Chips or the bridge. I hate them. They're always singling me to get off the bridge. (laughs) It's. His name's Lee Paul. Uh, he died this year in 2019. He was oh. on uh, Mitch on Hawaii Five O. The original Hawaii Five O. Yeah, the original. But that was it. Then he was in other things like, like here in Sting 1973 as Lonigan's bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> He's got lots of credits like that. Here's your coffee, pal. They- I was that was my scene in the movie. Oh yeah, look at that. I know you're now. Watch, he's gonna reveal. <laughs> Wow, that laugh track and is going nuts. Oh yeah. 
This is how people get treat when they I take my habit off. This is why like Wonder Woman always keeps her costume on. She's like, fuck, if I don't want to be dealing mm-hmm. with it, being dressed as a normal guy person. Did you have a good time? You remember we met Stacy before? When? Stacy was on the top of the bridge and describing that he saw the creeper. Right. Okay. Oh, so this okay. Is, uh, so he's our Star Trek connection. 1993 Deep Space Nine. He was on an episode, and he was also in 1991 on the new Lassie, not the one in Hollywood Drugs Who Drink. Right. Yeah. They well, because we know the original Lassie was a notorious drunk, and I had read that in a book called Hollywood Dogs That Drink. I have, mm-hmm. I, I, from what I understand, the second edition does touch a little bit on the new Lassie. And the, the thing was, the new Lassie and the old Lassie, they, they tried, the new Lassie tried to make amends. It was partly publicity to, to like, they passed the torch. And uh, they just uh, never heard back. You know, mm-hmm. they kept calling Lassie and they just never called. Never never came back. <laughs> never Lassie. Came Lassie. Now, Zira, and then they decided to use a phone and Lassie picked up. He said, yeah, yeah my, hearing's, my hearing's shot. You know, it's been years. You should just call me. You don't have to yell. So um, Zira is judging uh, Sister Benica because she's not in her habit. Now, Zira, it's like, you've lost something. Yeah. Kim Hunter, Knight of the Hunter, Knight of the Kim Hunter. And Stella and um, the uh, Paul Silver is now finding the habit in the car, so he's driving back here to return it. This is where she's been staying. Oh, so Mother Superior knows as she took off. Taking your habit off is like taking your wedding ring off when you go out at night. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> Where you Where you been, nun? <laughs> so somebody is watching. Somebody is watching Sister Benica. Are they in a church? Yeah, they're certainly in a church, and she's like squeezing in all her religious stuff. Now look, Zira is about to buy it. Zira's like, what's that noise? Total nonsense. That sounds like a creeper. Oh no! Look. Oh, a hooded cloaked creeper! I would scream, but I have a vow of silence. <laughs> huh. I heard all this hot breath. Well, that's from the confession booth. I should mind my own business. <laughs> <laughs> Father. It's been 16 days before I killed a nun in a... Uh, oh, too far. Gone too far. Gotta stop it right there. Was that a confession booth he killed her in? No, no. It's just uh, double doors. Ooh, first person view of the killer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was and, the cameraman. <laughs> These, of course, the cameraman did it. Yeah. We have all this evidence. You, which cameraman? Oh, the cameraman that goes... That guy. He's been stalking and killing everybody on the set. It was Friday the 13th last Friday. We were, of course, recording the show on December 15th, 2019. 
And Sunday. Uh, did you have a scary Friday the 13th? Were you, were you okay? You didn't put on that Halloween mask over your head, did yeah. you? I had a great Friday the 13th. Uh, as you know, I'm a project manager, and so many things went past last Friday. I was so happy. I oh. think it's a miss, this Friday the 13th crap. If you are a project manager and listening, and you have an exciting Friday the 13th story, why don't you keep it to yourself? <laughs> call in. Yeah, call in. <laughs> why don't you give it to yourself? That's very good. Yeah, well, That's you said that last Mike. week. That's what we always say. That uh, every time a show ends a subject, they always say, "What's your opinion? Why don't you tell us?" Yeah, don't tell us. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's great the way you said it. It was like you're about to ask them to call. If you're a project manager and you have a great Friday the 13th story, <laughs> why don't you keep it to yourself? Give me a project. Hey, I'm a product manager. I don't need you project managers mucking up my work. So now he's screaming out to the killer, I'm a police officer and I'm armed. Who's out there? I'm David Jensen. I chased this dude for six seasons. I'm not going to let go of you. But and I now digress. Now he sees that Zira is dead. Ugh. They killed a nun. Sunday, ABC, Sunday Night at the Movies will return after we kill a nun. (laughs) Next on Starchy and Hutch. Starchy and Hutch, blah, blah. After we kill a nun. So now he's saying to the uh, captain, we got to have police protection for this. For this, uh, you know, this is the Glen Wild Lake guy in Bloomingdale, the town next to me. You so we got to have police protection. And he's like, I can't afford a police protection. So you don't want me to throw her in the clink with all the drunks downtown. So you take her. Oh, how convenient. You keep her at your house. Hey, we saw the movie The Nun. Oh, no way we're going to be hanging out with her. Uh-uh. Scary You know stuff. what I bumped into uh, with all these credits? Uh was um it was like a link to a link to a link and i ended up finding out that um uh, looking for mr goodbar is on youtube the the full-length movie yeah i went to netflix to try to put it in my queue and they're like i don't know what you're talking about and i was like netflix come on this is uh, a big movie well i'll tell you what it was um that's gonna be our movie for the 28th if that's true if we have a copy of looking for mr goodbar on youtube that we could watch. Yeah, and do. it. I have never seen it, and uh, there okay. was um, what's his thing who was in? Um, oh gosh, you can never remember a celebrity's name when you you. Uh, well, anyway, I was surprised. It was Diane Keaton was the star. I was surprised by that, and also um, who was an officer and a gentleman. Uh, Lewis Gossett Jr. No, right. Richard Gere. And Deborah yeah, Winger. Richard Gere was like the 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 meanie one night stand guy who turns into like twelve night stands. I, I don't know. I haven't seen the film. That's so strange because he was also an American gigolo, which is more like the, well, he was a prostitute. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Well, well I remember seeing Looking for Mr. Goodbar when I was babysitting, and it was like the most like lurid thing a uh, teenager could do. It was like, what? I'm, <laughs> well, I'm at someone like else's house teacher. watching an R-rated movie about sex? Right. Swinging scene. singles bars looking for yeah. abusive, abusive one-night stands, and that's what she gets. Okay, so he sees a pattern. 
he sees 35 individuals who should not have killed themselves. They had no cause whatsoever. Yeah. And so what they're going to... Look how it just looks like it's in black and white. It's so bad, this cop. I don't know why this so cop is smiling and shit like that. He just went through thousands of suicide cases, the five, the fake ones. Well, they're making jokes. They're, they're, they're joking back and forth. And he goes, okay, now he goes, listen, there's some guy named Stacy waiting to see you. Keep him waiting. Stacy again. Mike, Stacy, Stacy, something's up with Stacy. Huh. Racy Stacy. Stacy was in... DJ and the Bear as a recurring character. Hey, trucker. And he was in he was in Buck Rogers and the twenty fifth century as the voice of Dr. Theopolis. You remember that guy? Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like That's a space trucker if he was coming out of DJ and the Bear, but mm-hmm. well let's do uh, I'm gonna put on the audio see if we can hear his crazy voice. The stuff I was uh, spinning to you on the bridge about the creeper, huh? Well look if it's gonna get anybody in trouble. I just soon forget the whole thing. Well, who's gonna get into trouble? Who would get in trouble? <laughs> so now well, he, we... he hangs out and he's friends with Willie Peterson. So he's sort of giving them the heads up. That That's not his real Willie name. Willie Peterson? Creeper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful view. God, it is. A, yeah. And then what a beautiful backdrop. We're driving on now the bridge what? again. Don't think of your friend's death. Oh, shit. Should have brought up your friend's death. Oh, fuck. Oh, death. Again with your friend's death. Oh. I'm beating this premise to death. <laughs> which reminds me of your dead friend who jumped <laughs> off this bridge. Oh. No. I'm not, I can't even stop. I'm not He's even so bothered. I'm not even pretending to prevent saying it. Prevent saying what? Your friend's dead. Oh. oh! I realize I get off telling you that your friend is dead. What can I tell you? You're in a car. You can't leave. Now, you remember the guy who jumped and lived, right? Yeah. They're figuring maybe he knows something. Maybe he was pushed by the creeper. Maybe he can let them know. But the problem is he's a nutbag. Okay, so... Well, they're the nutbag for asking. Hi, I know you fell off the bridge and you survived. Was there, Were you pushed by a weirdo? <laughs> I would need you to leave. Ooh, look at that. Remember the Twilight... Yeah, that's a good shot. Yeah. Remember the Twilight Zone episode, How to Serve Man, or To Serve Man? Uh-huh, and it was a cookbook. Yeah, this, this guy's like a star of it. So here we have the doctor um, at the... Um, mental institution and he was he was in to serve man he was this hero he was in hogan heroes he played in the man called uncle Bo- then he was like on all these bewitched hawaii 50 column when this Columbo film was or whatever when this film was released theatrically in england they were probably like oh who is this distinguished actor <laughs> with his, right. with his best he was in beretta he played beretta's coke dealer in episode two now there's George Walker the crazy and you might want to listen to him because it's very bad acting his name is Sandy Ward you're no nun alright here we go no lies I'm a top insurance salesman I'm a top gross these people aren't here to listen to your lies George (laughs) George Walker the crazy tell them what it's like to lose your wife to try to 
please a person you couldn't please? Tell them about Mama. No. Tell them how it feels to stand on the bridge and jump. I didn't jump. No lies, George. Tell us the truth. Dr. Hamill, this is no way to treat a human being. He's no human. He pushed me. Who? See, Spectre. here it goes. What did it look like? The wind. Creepy. Came howling from his mouth. Come to a place called rocks in my mama's purse. Oh, he's sucking crazy talk. Yeah, so did he get pushed? That's the only thing they're like, they jump. want to hear that he Mama. did. I know, like, I the mean, crazy... They... We'll leave up to the crazy talk. We just want to hear you got pushed. Right. He, he sounded like the howling of the wind. He was all shiny and white. That's crazy talk. And I got pushed by him. Oh, I believe you. <laughs> look at his crazy eyes. His, his face was the wind. Oh, he look at the time. Call. He was on Malcolm in the Middle, like a recurring role. Yeah, he, he definitely has in... that like Hawaiian shirt crazy guy look. <laughs> uh, the Perfect Storm, Under Siege, Cujo. He's been around. I've seen all of that. It's been a while since I've seen Cujo. That was a movie about that nice boy dog, right? Yeah, that nice pet. <laughs> that was during the time when pets were still on the earth and before they were destroyed and we started using bonobos as pets. We should oh, have used bonobos. bonobos. would have been great. Right. would have been great, yeah. And it would have just saved all the planet had we used bonobos. That's another of the remakes, the, the the prequels, as it were, the War of the Planet of the Apes. They all destroy the Golden Gate Bridge. They all fight on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Actually, the new ones do take place in San Francisco, right? Right, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Those ones, Yeah. I think the first one, maybe the second one, perhaps the third one, there's always like a fight on the bridge where they, they tear pieces and the monkeys are running around, or apes or whatever. Well, in the first one... He goes off, it was like genetically engineered and he was smart, right? That's how it got born. Yeah, right. And I think like James Franco took him home to see John Lithgow and they live in San Francisco. And uh, then when they started getting angry, they they left. Ooh, delicatessen and cheese. So here, uh, it's this is really a New York thing, not a San Francisco thing, I think. But they're having... Bagels and locks, and she loves it. Well, you can have that in so, San Francisco. It's not you the put same. Schmear. The bagels are not the same. They're not as good as they are where you're from, because those bagels we had were fantastic. I forgot how good bagels tasted. Well, it's really, I think, and people say this like, it's the water, and you think, oh boy, just like when someone says it's not the heat, it's the humidity that'll get you. But it's the I water. Think it's really true. I think it. It is, I mean, what's in a bagel? It's, it's, you've got flour and yeast and water. I mean, there's very little goes into it. Well, you can make bread, and you can make bread that's shaped like a bagel, or you can make a bagel. And, yeah. you know, like, yeah, Livingston has, New Jersey has, like, some great bagels. And that's because so, of the water. For some reason, that's, I mean, that really feels like, if I was making a movie about a cop in New York, I would do that. But that's what they're doing here. And she likes it. I mean, you know how great salmon is. Gonna, he's like, salmon is all. I got you some sourdough bread and some Dutch crunch. I'm from the city, so I prefer Dutch crunch. But here's some sourdough just in case you like that better. 
if Oysters. I was writing this, I'd be like, so what are you getting? Rice and Rooney. My dear, it's called Rice and Rooney. <laughs> it's uh, my kind of city treat. <laughs> really? A box full of sodium and rice is your kind of treat? <laughs> yes. Yeah, sodium. You got that right, bud. It's like, here's some rice and here's like a fucking powder. Wow, David Jensen. It's hard to make fun of him knowing that he passed away that year or next year. Yeah, well, I mean, two months later. And he was filming another uh, thing. I, I told you I didn't know the name. Right. It was like Father Something. And it was, again, about a priest. But this time he was the priest. And he had a heart attack in Malibu at his home. Wow, that's too bad. Well, now it's awkward watching him eat all that, that uh, carbs and... Terry. So now they think, <laughs> Mike, that's in the script. That did not lead to his heart attack. He was four packs of cigarettes and being a drunk. So they think somebody's here, but ah, it's Dirty Harry. That's the name of the cat. Dirty oh, Harry. yeah. Well, we named San Francisco. I have Dirty Harry and then my other cat, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> now, Dirty Harry is like, uh, some he's not a house cat or anything. He's some outdoor cat, and he's nasty son of a bitch. Feral. And he's that a feral is cat. Why, right? But he makes an agreement. You know, like you come. He goes. He only drinks sour milk. I keep. Spe-. He goes. Careful. He will scratch you. He'll get rabies. So he has this affection for this. Uh, Hard ass, hard as nails, street cat. You know, drinks only <laughs> sour milk. Yeah. We only have a half hour left of this movie, but I just want to show you how quirky, I like <laughs> feral cats. Hits. All right, is that the end of the cat? Sister, you sleep on the couch. No, well, I'll sleep on the, the couch. That's the thing. Like now, this is the first night. Like. To be in productive custody, custody is not possible. So therefore, he has to take care. She's right. So she's doing her prayers, and he doesn't know it, but he keeps interrupting. I'm sorry. You wanted something? No. Uh, who's Art in Heaven? You were talking about this guy, Art in Heaven. No, I, I wasn't talking about a guy named Art in Heaven. It's pronounced Arthur. Arthur Heaven. Dear Lord. Arthur Heaven. And uh, please, Lord, look after David Jensen. Oh, too soon. Now, he um, he is sleeping on the couch, and it's just like, okay, so look. You see, the Dirty Harry is nice to her. Yeah. But she doesn't let on to him to let I think, him know. I think because Dirty Harry mistook her for Sandra Locke. <laughs> Tyne Daly. Sandra Locke and my stupid what 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 she was the actress that Clint Eastwood dated and she was in the uh, sudden impact was she um timid looking and yeah and, that's right sure, I yeah. know her she was a star of the outlaw Josie Wales Mike stop what you're doing okay go rent the outlaw Josie Wales I've seen enough Clint Eastwood movies <laughs> you have not oh, you missed God. a bunch of serious ones you, All right. you need to say high plains drifter you okay. need to see uh, uh, Pale Rider. 
Pale Rider. Yeah. Yes, you All definitely right. need to see that one. Uh-huh. And you need to see the outlaw Josie Wales. All right, and Jersey Boys. And no, that's it. Do not see Jersey Boys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> gotcha. That was Simon, right? We did Simon, nineteen eighty. All right, I'll tell you what. I will do that. I will go watch those movies, and I'll get back to you. Okay. The order is yes. The, you got to watch worst to best, so you got to watch. Pale uh, Rider. You've got to watch High Plains Drifter first because okay. it's not the best one, and then you've got to watch Pale Rider because that's much, much, much better. Okay. And then you've got to watch the best one ever, The Outlaw Josie Wales. All right. I will uh, start off with <laughs> High Plains Drifter. High Plains Drifter. I was going to say Cowboy okay, so, Dude. Yes. So what's happening now is they've got their list of 35 uh, people who should not have committed suicide. And they're trying to find out where these people pushed. So they're going from like door to door. They're going around and interviewing uh you know, like, I'm a cop, and this is a nun, and we want to ask you a few questions about your dearly departed. And everyone's mad. They're like, we don't believe everyone's you. Like a, Sister, show me your badge. I don't need Everybody's it. offended. Yeah, well, you would be too. Well, the thing is, they keep on saying, like, I told those cops he didn't commit himself, commit suicide, and here you show up nine months later. You know, you didn't listen to me the first time. Everyone's mad. But I brought a nun with me. Well, right now, the woman says, the guy shows up and says, who is this? And she goes, missionaries, and slams the door. <laughs> uh, here we are, San Francisco. Ding, 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 ding. Look, I get out of my way. Runaway cable car. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> well, he goes, sister, is there anything that you ever wanted to do? And she goes, ride a cable car. So... We're now going to have essentially what turns into a date. And a uh, tourist commercial for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Nothing so more romantic. They're, yeah. They're basically saying, like, okay, we're, we're nowhere closer than we were when we started this whole thing. We still don't know anything, you know, and the rookie is also doing the same thing. So we half the list. We'll see what he comes up with. See, they're sitting on the inside, which is a little bit more romantic. Well, it's more fun being on the outside, looking out. But you can't really talk. Ah, oh, gotta get crabs. Yeah, quite tower. That's well, right. Uh, and also, I'm happy to see you. Speaking of quite tower. Oh, look, Alcatraz from afar. It's too expensive to actually go there, but we can look at it from this hill. And there's Marin, and we're coming up to a fucking bridge. Right. And oh, shit. My friend died yeah. on this bridge. Right, you ruined exactly. This. Ah, shit. He, Sorry, I didn't bring that up. And he goes, and there's the... And he stops himself, and she goes, the Golden Gate Bridge, right? <laughs> right, where your friend died. Ah, oh, shit. I brought up your friend's death. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So they're still in Quay Tower, so they're, I mean, they're not in the park, unless they took a cab. I don't think they go to the park in this whole movie. They're not in the neighborhood for it. They're, they're in, like, North Beach area. Okay. I guess they really Three, missed their he- the headline, right? What's that? Well, you're in San Francisco. What do you do? Well, you show Alcatraz, you show the bridge, and you go to Golden Gate Park. 
Right. By the way, it's called Golden Gate Strait, the little waterway. Interesting. Uh, that's why it's named Golden Gate Bridge, because it's spanning the strait. Yeah, I, I always knew the waters was called Golden Gate, and that's kind of, you know, one of the big things about that bridge was they were able to create a span between that and Marin, and then uh, yeah. the Bay Bridge is also very exciting. Oh, is there Thank a Japanese you, couple with Polaroids? Well, what's going to happen here is he thinks you are husband and wife, and so he see how he's getting them together? Yeah. So I, they have physical contact. That guy hates Like nuts. They're like, we'll just play along. Okay, husband and wife, because the guy doesn't speak <laughs> English. So they just play along, and now they're having a romantic walk on the beach. I mean, it's essentially a date. It's become a date. This is a nice part. It's, I like the water there. It's freezing now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like California, for us ignorant people on the East Coast, we right. think of L.A. weather, and that's just not the truth for San Francisco at all. That's a really and good see point. A beach like that, and we're thinking, you know, uh, uh, Ventura. <laughs> well, you know, Malibu. The, the thing is, is that like outside of California, you have this place. You know, this vision of California where there's no seasons, that's always warm, and that throughout winter, yeah. throughout, you know, different types of variety of fall and spring, it's always summer in California. And uh, there are parts, you know, especially down south that are hot, but, you know, in, uh, towards the northern California in the bay, because you got the strait and you have the bay right. and you have water that has wind that changes what the weather is like, it's cold. You know, there's going to be a mm-hmm. wind and there might be a pocket of two hours where it's super hot. It feels like California. It does feel like California. The air is different out here. And, uh, you know, and, and I know that there's been a lot of fires and it's, you know, so there's that kind of emergency going on, which is different from other parts of the country. But yeah. Yeah. You, but you do, you do. I remember walking the street. Okay, now she's like, I want to go back to the convent. And he's like, it's not safe. Why don't you listen? Okay. It's not you. It's not you. Take thee to a nunnery. Sorry, I always wanted to say that. I'm a big Shakespeare fan. Feeling things, I shouldn't. Today you said you were enjoying yourself. I am enjoying it. That's the point. I'm a nun. I don't understand. You're telling me you're a nun. You're not allowed to enjoy yourself. You are so stupid. You're 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 so stupid. Yes, literally, right. literally and, and figuratively. Thank you. Go ahead. But but I don't know figuratively, but literally she's not wearing a habit. She's walking the streets. She's feeling romantic feelings for a man. She's all torn up and he's out there. You know, she goes, I want to go back to the convent. And he's like, oh, I don't understand. Uh, why would you want to do that? Duh. She's like, you're so stupid. You you make this movie sound better than it actually is. That would have been cool. (laughs) Well, they mess up the ending, okay? And uh, as you know, we do spoilers here at LWAFLMOYT. That's what LWAFLMOYT is best known for. Look, he sees grease paint. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, gee whiz, did we... 
did we see the... I don't know who that was. Did we see him yell at the coroner as a lady coroner, not the man coroner, not Nellie Olson's father, but the, <laughs> the, 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 the woman coroner? Did we see him yell at I don't at her? think so. I would have remembered that, I guess. Or we, okay. I probably would have so ignored there it. Is, there was grease paint found on father, uh, the father who died. And there was grease paint found. Look, see this guy who's just got thrown over? It's yeah. It's going to be grease. Okay, here it is. Oh, her. All right, I'm yeah. going to put the sound on. I admit I didn't know okay. it was phosphorescent. It didn't strike you as strange that a Roman Catholic <laughs> priest would have some grease on his collar? Yes, as a matter of fact, I did think about it at the time. But I decided it must have something to do with some religious ceremony or something. Why would you think that? Because I also found it on that old nun who was killed over at St. Joseph's. See, she found it on Zira, too. Lady, do me a favor. Yeah, and also it was St. Grease Day. Where <laughs> yeah, yeah St. Greasy. So he goes, if you find the grease on the guy who just took a spill into the bridge tonight, why don't you call me and let me know? And she's all mad. And then later there was a grease on that guy. And she doesn't... She calls up and she talks to the rookie here, right? Right. And she goes, she was too embarrassed to talk to you. There was grease on the, the jumper. Tonight so, on Quincy M.E., Quincy's lady friend gets harassed by his special guest star, David Jensen. It did a lousy job, rookie coroner. Yeah. You didn't think that grease paint was something. I'm the priest had it. grease on his collar. <laughs> I thought it was something religious. Why would you say that? Do you mean his so, priest collar? The white thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I guess so. We finally have a pattern here. We finally have a pattern, and he's looking at some of the old reports, and they also talk about uh, this grease paint. So we've got a pattern now. Now we know that there's a killer who obviously dresses himself up in makeup. And a cape, uh, you know, so that's his M.O. Huh. Oh, look, there's Dirty Harry the cat. Right, who's not Dirty Harry at all, is he? He's very nice, if you're nice. Huh. And our cop friend is not nice. Get that cat, get that feral cat off my couch. <laughs> He's fairly a cat. Wow, that is one good cat. That's one take. Very <laughs> professional. That cat just eats and is out. Uh, now, cat, cats don't drink, right? They have uh, catnip, uh, so, but just catnip. doesn't make for uh, as good a book. Well, uh, cat, there cats a, have a lot of problems, and they, you know, it's a lot to unpack. So it, it doesn't really matter if they drink or not. They're just, you know, fucking crazy. But there wasn't Hollywood cats that drink. Hollywood I mean, cats that drink. Do you no. remember? Was it Tiger was on Brady Bunch and yeah, there so was he drank on set. The Tiger from the wow. classic television show, The Brady Bunch. Yeah. Would drink. In fact, the, the his dog bowl was vodka. And when they're Freak in the kitchen, the vodka. yeah, and the mm -hmm. dogs in there and Alice, he would go and he'd be lapping up vodka. It was so disgusting that Robert Reed refused to go on set. Right. It smells like goddamn dog food and vodka. <laughs> Yeah, he would come into the kitchen, he would smack Alice on the ass, and he'd start laughing up that vodka. 
Oh my God. Oh, I, I have to mention before we get back to the movie, I, I'm sure you heard the story about a newscaster who got smacked on the ass at a, a marathon and that the uh-huh. man who did that uh, is getting criminal charges. And it's like, okay. well, and you remember when uh, World War II ended, there's a famous shot of Times Square of this sailor kissing a woman. Sure. And it looks like he just grabbed a random woman. He did. Yeah. Well, I guess. he should have got criminal charges. Okay, but what about the fact that she, like, loved it and kissed him back? Did she? I, it was a picture. It wasn't, like, a f- movie. It wasn't oh, a footage. so we don't get to see when it was done and he got smacked. Yeah, no, they, they, well, there's, no, no, the smack is on the video. You can see it. Like, they're, like, it's like a run fun and uh, marathon. And she's what I like, need to say is when the sailor kissed oh. the random woman, it wasn't a movie, so you didn't get to see the release and the smack. Right, that's true. But you got the, the cameraman got the right shot. The story is they talked to both people. Like the guy recently passed away and she had passed on earlier, but they never knew each other. He really did pick a random woman mm-hmm. and just kissed her. And you want to be mad at that. Like it was inappropriate. It's ironic. Don't you think that was one of the most iconic slow? Uh, if it happened today, uh, it would be a criminal offense, and it would have, should have been a criminal offense back then, but we're finally getting around to it. Well, I mean, isn't it up to the woman to press charges, right? It's, it's got to be her opinion. Yeah, I guess you never press charges. I'll have to look up and then. <laughs> all right, well, that's, anyway, that's all this week in history. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this week in sensitive history. Let's find things to be mad at. There's Dear L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, <laughs> why don't you just stick with Hollywood dogs that drink? <laughs> uh oh certificate of death Stacy oh he died yeah. 420 his birthday was 42040 really yeah I guess uh that wasn't that didn't mean the same thing it that's like a police uh uh that's what it is 420 right it's the police code for pot no but it was the story is in Santa Rosa or some part of the Bay Area uh these kids in the 70s in high school would give a symbol that they want to go get high and they'll say 420. Meaning at 420, we're going to smoke pot. That's now all that's the- Willie Peterson. Willie Peterson is lurking around uh, uh, Paul, the, the Paul Silver's apartment. Oh, no. She figured it out. Uh-oh. None on the run. None on the run. <laughs> There's Willie Peterson, and he didn't get noticed because she's off to the opera house to catch up with the cop because she oh. found Stacy's name. Okay, essentially what they think is that the nut bag in the crazy house, he's our guy. He's got to be our guy. So here they are at the opera. They went out to the opera. He signed out to go. There's uh, the shrink again going, do you know how nice that guy is? He's great. He makes things for the children at Christmas time. And now he's going to find out about the grease paint. I have know? to say that guy with the sweater and the checkered collar and the flat tie and this guy with the oversized uh-huh. tuxedo bow tie, it's great yeah. fashion, man. That is like, I miss that look. <laughs> classic. He's, he's got the classic, I got a dent in my collar to keep my tie in tight. <laughs> the classic penguin. Yeah, it's going to spin around. So they're at the opera house, huh? Well, the the mental institution people are taking like a 
visit to, like a field trip to the opera. And he says he just checked out and got on a bus to the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, I get. We've got our man. You know, to be fair, you could take the bridge to the opera house. Like, it's not inconceivable. He He decided not to go on the field trip, and instead he was going to visit his mother. And he took a bus that takes, that also goes to the. uh, Oh, look at that. That, That's finesse. Yeah, there we are. That is the opera house. They're rushing off now to the bridge. And they think they're going to catch him red-handed, killing people. They got to go north on Van Ness. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you take a. Don't you can't take a left. I'm trying to take a left on Van Ness. Don't you understand? There's but, no I mean, left on Van Ness. You, you know the bus routes more than anything. I think you got. You have to take 38 Geary. Yes, 38 Geary. Uh, if you have a chance, go ahead on YouTube, Google 38 Geary. That was a <laughs> short... It's on your channel. I've seen it recently. Oh, yeah. I, I have it posted. I had it posted on Vimeo. I had to get a Vimeo account because back then you couldn't post anything more than 10 minutes on YouTube. Right. I just was on your channel, coincidentally. Uh, I saw uh, two laundry ma- laundry baskets. Laundry basket and Spiegelman, my comedy <laughs> and duo. Spiegelman, yeah. And I saw that great video where it's only you going, thanks for watching my video. <laughs> I posted a video and it's so young you could see like a, a baby uh, a high chair in the back. But uh, it said check out my video because I was just tired of people like telling me to check out their video. So when you click mine, it says thanks for checking out my video because that's the only <laughs> and that's it. That's the only content. Okay, now Rookie is scared of heights and that'll play into our plot too. Um, but you know, you wanted to be a cop. This is the job. So he's got to go on the bridge, and the creepers out. You saw him. Oh, he saw the cop. He's got his, Guy he's dressed got like his a mask cop. on. He's got his uh, cape. Oh yeah. He's ready to do. You. So now he's looking around uh, for George, uh, the crazy. So, so why you the guys cape? Wait here. Why the cape? I mean, the the robe and shit like that. I don't know the answer. I mean, he's a killer, and he's got psycho problems. Yeah, that's true. And who cares what he thinks? He's a killer. Oh, pew. I'm going to get the sound on this. Nothing like a good old gunfight on the bridge. Uh, have you seen Cliffhanger? Why do you say that? This reminds me. The rookie's got to help. Yeah, he's got to do it. Or she'll go over. So he's got to swallow his fear and help. No, this is a bridge too far. <laughs> All right, he's going to do it. Come on, rookie. Carry her up. Oh, they made it. Yes. Phew. But where did the killer go? Uh, probably Marin County. <laughs> nope. He's the Presidio. The Went back to the Presidio. Palace of Fine Arts? That's close to the bridge. The fart? Uh, fart? What was that? Palace O... Uh, f- yeah, have you oh, been to fart. the Museum O Farts? <laughs> it's the Museum okay, of so Arts. Yeah. We're wrapping up now. Good. And he's like calling him out by name. George! George! George, I won't hurt you. 
It's me, David Jensen. I've been chased by a fugitive for sin by the law for six years. I, I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, right. I, I can relate. I can relate. Do you, you see the fugitive? That was me. There's the creeper. And look, his gun. He's not armed now, Michael. There's a fight. Oh, man. The look, mask. It's Stacy. Oh, wait. Did Stacy fall? Don't Just fall. Push David Johansson over and Stacy gets tripped. No. Gross. See, it just exploits. He's hanging it. by the fingers. Stacy wore a mask like that, like a stage mask over his face, right. like Mission Impossible had, mask. Right. Oh Free my! Paint. You're not Martin Lando at all. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're Peter Graves. What the fuck? I just told you everything. All right, back at SFO, we're gonna wrap this up. Well, we are going to wrap it up, and we're going to wrap it up with the worst ending ever. Okay. Now, this is a movie, okay? And yes. what's supposed to happen now is these two realize they can't be lovers. She is a nun, and he is a cop, and their worlds just don't meet. And now that the murder is solved, their time together is over. And so it has to be a painful crying of them splitting up. That's what we're supposed to see if they were if they were writing this movie correctly. Right. If we were watching IFC, this is how the film would end. All right, let's see. Best wishes and prayers. Thank you. Last call for flight 479. Last That's call for our, the hero of her movie. We'll get your boarding pass. I should kiss her, now, kiss her now. Kiss her now. Kiss the nun now before she gets on the flight. Kiss her now in the right. airport. Oh, geez. I'm going to kiss the nun in the airport. So they're going to awkward. exchange presents now. Now, I didn't make a big deal out of it when they were trying on clothes, but there was one dress she really loved, and she just couldn't ever wear it as a nun. So she's, it's in the bag. She's got it for him. That's really uh, he sweet. Has got it for her. And she got him a subscription to that girly magazine he likes. <laughs> but I mean, he's, she's going off to South Africa to be a nun. It's inappropriate for to have this, her to have this dress. You never know. It's always good to be prepared. You have like a. <laughs> be a dance. Yeah. Johannesburg yeah. dance. All nuns <laughs> should have at least one dress in their closet. So they can sneak out once and have a crazy night? I mean, Only if their priest gets thrown off a bridge and it looks like suicide, but you know that's not what he would do, then yes. Open it on the plane, Open it would up. you, sister? It's one of my memory pictures. This is for Daddy she, Harry. He says it's... She has, she has many memory pictures in her mind, and he goes, well, this is one of my memory pictures. And now she got him a gift certificate for $25 to the bagel shop. A uh, $25 gift certificate from... Uh, He's Al's choked up. Bagel. He's going to cry. That's a lot of money in 79. 25 well, bucks? Says, that's, that's 100 that's bucks. That's a lot of bagels, he says. Yeah. <laughs> I'll freeze them and put them in my freezer and defrost them and I'll just be I'll bring them on the plane and tell look people look at their hands look at their hands see 
He won't let her go. But she has to go. And this is the way the movie should end. They should do some sort of like crying right, right now. Here you go. And have a, it just can't be between Parting us. Parting glances. If, if I had met you in another place, Cop another and none. time. Next week on Cop and None. Dun, 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 dun. People are being pushed off the Bay Bridge. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Next week on Cop and None. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same story. She's a so nut. A different killer. That present will have to go under the seat. So Did she's like, what is it? What is it? I'm on the plane. Oh, right. Can't open it. I can't bear to look. It's the sparkly dress. Oh. Oh, and she hugs it. She's so happy. Okay, but you still got to take it off the, the chair, the, the middle seat. Ladies and gentlemen, I am using a rotary phone to welcome you. (laughs) Please put any dresses that a cop might have given you under. We'll be ready for departure uh, after the flight is up in the air. The pilot will turn on the not-don't-know-smoking sign. So finish your cigarettes now. Look, she's crying. She's looking at them as husband and wife, the photo that was taken by the stereotype. Uh, there he is in the SFO uh, right. telewalker. Esc- right. And Escalated he just looks South Africa poster. Oh, he's in South back. Africa. No, 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 no. He's following her to South Africa? Gross. Uh, is there any nuns in the plane? We have a cop waiting outside. We'll make a what great team. What happens now is they say, we have to return to the gate. There's some sort of... That, you know, police thing. Right. And sorry for the inconvenience. Which it is. And a waste of gas. And now they ruin the movie. Okay, here we go. I'm going to put the sound on for the ruined movie. Uh, none. Who I don't know who it is. <laughs> I'm pretending that you're under arrest. Come with me, lady. Uh, bring, bring that dress, please. Let's go here and talk in private. This is a, he. What a waste of power this is. Yeah, well, he makes that point. He goes, he goes. Listen, I can't live without you. You've got to. Don't go home. You know, there's nothing for you there. The father's good, dad. They're going to demote you. He's a stalker cop. Let's listen. Let's listen. All right. See if... I love you. What record what? scratch? And I thought you ought to know that. Yeah. Before you left, and I thought if you did know that, you wouldn't leave. If you knew that, you wouldn't leave. She knows that. That's the reason why the nun is leaving. I'm ashamed. See what she, she should get rejected I'm here. It just I'm can't sorry. work. No, no. I mean, I. It's I'm not. It's not clicking with them. I, I didn't have the courage. I. It's just not believable. They, they didn't have such a to moment you. together that, you know what I mean? They right. didn't have we, a kiss. They didn't have a... They ate bagels together, Carl. They're the only now, people in like, San Francisco eating too. bagels. <laughs> and I went to every hop route in San Francisco and I couldn't find bagels. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, so now the, he says, 
tell the pilot Listen, this. Right, I have broken all these federal rules. I know. So would you please get? Oh, because of the dud. <laughs> the the smell of cigarettes on him is probably <laughs> four packs a day. Now listen, he's like, I have to handcuff you. <laughs> oh right. Not to any uh, federal laws stopping this airplane. And, uh... <laughs> it's such I a mean, waste. He completely of... overstepped. It. Yeah, to... he's abused power <laughs> for his own personal. Just to, I gotta tell that. I gotta kiss that nut on the lips. Stop that plane. You want <laughs> us? It's about to take off, and uh, everything's been fueled and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the internet, everyone wrote like it's a terribly sappy ending, but of course that's TV. But the thing is, I think this is atrocious. I mean, she, she, he has defrocked a nun. You know what I mean? Like she she's uh, accepting this, huh? Yeah, she's. Uh, but I'm saying it's inappropriate. You can't just go undo a woman's vows and Carl, you know Carl, as a, as a gentleman who appreciates uh, <laughs> handcuffed nun porn uh, <laughs> I disagree I have a yeah. fetish and this this television movie of the week fulfills my All fetish right, lose your smile lose your smile yeah alright All right, let me shake this is it you're going to the clink sorry to stop the plane ladies and gentlemen but fuck you, fuck Take you, that. fuck you. I slept to play just because I wanted to kiss her. So Take fuck that you. Habit. What do you call the hat that they wear? Take that off you. Oh, uh, I don't know. The flying nuns flapped. Oh, we missed that. When they were on top of the Golden Gate Bridge and it was really windy. Yeah. He goes, careful, I might fly away. Oh, right. Ah, flying nun. All right, they're holding hands, nun and cop. Start of a great relationship as the credits roll for our movie, uh, The Golden Gate Murders. Or Sanctuary of a Bridge? The theatrical release? Uh, it was Spectre on the Bridge. Spectre, Spectre on, on the, the Bridge, because Brits Br- yeah. love bridges and specters. Carl, what do you think of Spectre on the Bridge, a.k.a. The Golden Gate Murster, Murders? I think it was a very good film for your show. I think oh, that it every was time. not good. I think it ended wrong. I think that I don't know. They did their what they were supposed to do. Um, the director and producer were both TV veterans. They knew their audience and what they were supposed to do. Um, I, I I would not recommend if it's like, what movie do you want to see tonight? I wouldn't ever see see this one. But well, I, I would re- good for your show. Lots of talking points. I would only recommend it as a, someone who likes watching San Francisco on the screen. I think that was pretty confident. They had some cool stuff on Venice Avenue, which I'll, I'll remember deeply. But I, I don't like the exploitation of suicides off the bridge. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So that just has an exploitation uh, edge to the movie. And uh, for a TV movie, it was pretty good. And uh, David Jensen, I'm a fan of, and uh, mm-hmm. now a fan of Susanna Hart. And uh, But it's such a talky little weird York, film. York. York. Susanna York, because you're thinking of Hart, uh, you're thinking of Kim Hunter. No, you're not. Oh, Kim Hunter. Vera was good, and she didn't really do anything in the film, but but she was Stella. Where she came from was very good. Right, Stella, for, um, indeed. Uh, Carl, can you let the people know uh, where they can find you on the internet? Uh, CarlSucks.com or Carl.Sucks. Any big shows, That's Carl? That's me. Uh, no, I have, 
I have this radio contest on a Tuesday in January 14th. I think January 28th I'll be in Staten Island uh, doing about 15 minutes. Um, that's a paid gig. That's good. It's going to take you uh, two hours? Else. It's going to take you two hours to do four minutes? Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm doing 15 minutes. And, yes, it will take two hours to get through Staten Island mess. Uh, but you know, it's we're doing this because we love it, not because we're getting money. Right. Well, that's very cool. I'm uh, excited to hear. I have uh, next Sunday uh, after our show, I'm going to run off to Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli. So if you'd like to check out the show in San Francisco and say hi, I will be there next week. How about that for a promotion? Next that's week, good. And roast beef deli is uh, roast beef sandwich is getting pretty big. Uh, yeah, he was right. on Conan. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear it must have been being showcased on my flyer for the uh, comedy show at the deli, being starring comedians and specials. Uh-huh. And I list sandwiches among the comedians. Uh, so next week's uh, show is a special show. We've been uh, the show's been happening for about four years. And uh, one of the phenomena that I've always noticed about movies and bad movies is that a lot of bad movies are released on Christmas Day. It seems very strange for me that regardless of what day the fall the day falls on the week, it's always on Christmas Day. So if Christmas Day is a Tuesday, a movie, theatrically released movie is uh, releases on Tuesday, and a lot of these movies are just garbage. That uh, or vanity projects or just stuff that or like really smart educational films that they just can't, they don't want to release during the rest of the year. Time to dump them. Yeah, and uh, along with Oscar nominations, because you know a movie to be eligible for the Oscars has to be shown in certain theaters in New York and L.A. during the year. So if they show it late in the year or early to critics and to the Academy, and then release the, and then the Academy nominates the movie, then they release it in the you know they'll release it uh, limitedly, and then they'll release it wide once the nominations come out. And then the movie is already introduced as it's an Oscar-nominated film. Yeah. Even though it mm-hmm. wasn't released in February and we've seen it by this point. it's It comes out. So a lot of those theatrically released movies uh, fall on Christmas Day as well. So anyway, for the last uh, three years, we've been uh, looking, listening to the trailers to movies released on Christmas Day. And we've uh, I've really gone through the list. I'm going to see if I can find anything that we haven't touched uh, from the last three shows, my friend Ira. You won't redo uh, some. I could redo them. Like, and there's some classic ones. We're gonna close the show with one in particular, <laughs> but uh, I might check streaming services and see what kind of garbage they dump on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. theatrically released movies, and maybe if like Netflix had a really bad one on that day, I'll use that trailer. But I'll dig around. Gotcha. I'll do some research. I'll hit the books. See if there's some theatrically released movies we missed that were released on Christmas Day. If you could think of any, let us know. We are on Twitter at at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, just send us a little note and we'll we'll figure it out. So, Carl, I have I'm going to play a trailer for Four Rooms. Wait, weren't you about to mention art? Art, art who? Uh, I think that uh, in the past uh, you've you've had this Christmas show with, with a fellow Jew or two, right? Well, my friend Ira, uh, right. Cause it's Christmas. Ira, Ira. Yeah. Is that who I met here at Scotty's? Uh, no, that's a different Ira. How about that? Oh, uh, okay. 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 
Five There's other G's. Okay, never mind. Trailer time. Okay, so we're going to listen to Four Rooms, which is a 1995 movie that was released on Christmas Day. It is an anthology movie uh, from, from uh, Miramax, run by the wine scenes. Uh, Carl, it's hosted by Four Rooms Trailer is the name of the channel. I'm just going to hit it's a two-minute uh, trailer <laughs> if you want to sync it up with me. And if you guys want to yes, sync up. Yes, I'm trying. Something's wrong with my so YouTube. So if you type in Four Rooms 1995... Uh, and trailer popped up for me because you you can't hear it if I play it, right, Carl? Um, sure, I can. It's just all hissy. Feel oh. free to do it. Well, that's the reason. So, uh, were you able to find Four Rooms trailer? Uh, I'm having an internet issue. I'm sure okay. it's going to be resolved right, in gonna, one well, moment. The show, the show must go on. I found it. Four Rooms trailer by Four Rooms trailer. Oh no, I'm I have to sign in. God, talk about the show must go on. Let's try the other one. Uh, Ornemeister. Okay. Okay, this one doesn't. All right. Okay, Ornemeister. Okay. All I'm right, so we're going to watch this one. Three, Paul. two, one, go. New Year's Eve at the Monsignor Hotel. We have reservation. Where Madonna, Antonio oh, yeah. Banderas, Academy Award winner Marissa Tomei, and other surprise guests are checking in. I travel late. Tim Roth stars as the lonely bellhop named Dead on his first day on the job. All you have to do is hold the fort. And the night's cake. Okay. And he's in for the most outrageous night of his life. Dad, what's the problem? I haven't got a problem. I've got problems. Plural. My children are staying here tonight watching TV. If something happens to my children, they wouldn't want to be you. The five of us are a coven. An oven full of witches. Coven. Witches. I am not gonna cut off Norman's lip. Hmm? Hell of a night, huh, Ted? HBO calls four rooms a wicked romp on the wild side. What this, wait a minute, hang on a second. Antonio what this fucking is hilarious. HBO review Raves Roger Ebert. Yes. The Chicago Tribune. Declared. I'm gonna have to stop this right now. They just yeah, had a film uh, quote from HBO. <laughs> Coming attractions in a film we call Terrific. It's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Well, this right. is a good example. So this movie was released in Christmas Day, and it's going to be one of the movies. We'll, so we're just going to, what I'll do is we have a uh, YouTube channel. I'm going to set up a list. It might, I might put it on my channel, but I'll have a uh, YouTube playlist of trailers, and we'll just watch it from uh, beginning to end next week. Uh, okay. To celebrate the fact that this is for Christmas to me, it's always the bad movies are released on Christmas Day, along with the Oscar nominations. So uh, that's what I always associate Christmas movies with, is is how bad the movies are that release Christmas Day. And, that's and for we'll good celebrate. reason, it's the day to dump. It's day to dump. You want, you're done with Christmas, you want to leave your family and uh, to see a movie or just get out of the house? Doesn't matter. Just go and see it. Wow, so that was a good way to crawl, crawl this, uh, sh our show to end, uh, to crawl. <laughs> God, blah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for listening to Let's Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl, who, uh, God yeah. bless you, Carl, and who did all thank the research. You. And how many times have you watched The Golden Gate Murders for your show? Uh, this was the fourth one. Okay. We wow. watched it, uh, I watched it three times, and then... Because there's a lot, it's a, it was, there's a lot to, 
a lot to digest here, yeah. and a lot of you know uh, used uh, to be stars and. Pay it forward, audience. Go to carlsucks.com. Check out his shows, his radio uh, telethons. And uh, keep listening to us. We just love you to check us out on Twitter, on Facebook. We are on YouTube, LWFLLT, and, of course, our podcast. And uh, I'm going to clean up our blog spot. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com because in honor of next week's show, I want to make sure we have some place to record it. Uh, to, to, to have a record of it. All right. Thank you guys so much. Great to have you. Thank and you, we are done. All right. All right. Bye, Carl. Au revoir. Au revoir. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird comedy. German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes de Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> duh, duh. Now let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael. Claw Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Claw Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for the Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. 
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Point your guns away, 